Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, girl, welcome to a new episode of The Fearless Mujer. I am so excited. I have the honor and privilege of sharing a virtual cup of cafecito with an amazing mujer, Myra, aka the debt-free Latina. Myra, I want to welcome you to the Fearless Mujer podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you. So we connected on Instagram. Like I think we were talking a little bit and then you came to cafecito night and it was just so cool. And I like just love to tell women put yourself out there, connect with women, because you just never know who you're going to meet. Like you never, you always get to know more about that person beyond whatever you see on social media. So uh, you got the brains when it comes to money. And since this year is ending, I think this is such a great way for us to kind of dive into starting fresh with money, with our finances. Um, So again, thank you for sharing your time with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, we did meet on social media and it was, it's really interesting. I don't remember exactly how it all started, but it was really nice to be able to connect and, and build a relationship, right? Because I was able to come on zoom and meet with you and it was, it was fun. And we've like talked already, like, so we've had some really deep conversations. So I love you just yeah you just know when like I'm keeping that friend (laughs) you're not going anywhere now so um and I love it because that's like what I've started to say is that this is not just a podcast this is really a sisterhood you know and so I just I love knowing women like you oh thank you it's an honor to know you too and I just think like you know we're real people with real problems and you know, we're just here to help each other and we all have our gifts. And I feel like you have an awesome gift of, you know, uplifting and um, inspiring women. And I just, I, I love that. I love that about when I, when I tuned into your podcast too. Well, thank you, girl. Uh, so tell us all about Myra. Tell me about yourself. And then you have your podcast. So I want to know, like, what inspired you to start the Dead Free Latina? And that's what drew me to you that I'm like, oh, the Dead Free Latina, like, I love it's It's so it just it's a name that really like sticks with you. So yeah, tell us about who you are and all that good stuff. 
Thank you. Um, yes. So um, I was born and raised in East L.A. So I'm originally from Southern California. I now live in Phoenix. Um, so my story kind of started with this whole debt-free journey in 2010. So it's been about 11 years now. Um, and I was just in so much debt. We had a house we couldn't afford. We were stressed out. And um, we started learning about budgeting and how to handle money. And so my husband and I luckily was able to get my husband on board to um, just clear out the debt. It took us almost two years, so 17 months to clear it up. And, you know, it hasn't been a perfect journey, but it's been um, really, it feels good when you're in a place where, you feel peace. Um, you know, everybody has an, an an infinite amount of wants. And I feel like that's what I had to learn that I can't have everything I want, but I can live comfortable with a, you know, modest income. And um, that's what really inspired me to start the podcast because I came across a lot of people, whether it was at church or people at work and people around me that were like, how did you do it? How did you get out of debt? How do you not have any, any bills other than the mortgage and, you know, utilities? And it's like, well, it's a process. It's not easy. It's hard. It takes a lot of dedication, but it, it's possible. And I think that's where I really wanted to send, spread that message of, you know, Latinas can do it too. Wow. I love that. And I love what you just said, though. We have endless wants. It's like your want list is it could just keep going and going. And I think for many Latinas, and I I don't want to speak for everyone. I'll definitely speak for myself. You know, there's some of us who we grew up poor, right? Like, let's just keep it real. Like, we grew up poor. And so you start making money and you start wanting things, right? And then it doesn't help that we live in this society with the American dream, right? I don't know if that's politically incorrect now, but, you know, it was the house, the car, like the things, the shiny objects. Mm -hmm. And I I think I learned early on, like at a very young age, because my dad raised me and times were really hard. He was a single dad there were times that like he would count pennies. We would count pennies together just to buy milk. And so I think early on, I learned like that, like you can have love and you can be okay. And you like may not have things. You may be eating beans and arroz and, you know, but at the same time you start getting older and you want things like you were saying, like you want things, but ultimately it's like that it's like a high you you start getting things and it's like a high and then it goes away because there's something deeper. I think that as humans, we want to try to like fill that void. So I just love that you touched on that and that you said like Latinas can be debt free too, because yeah, like why can't we, we be debt free? Why can't we teach our children about money and, and how stocks work and all that? We weren't taught those things, most of us. So I love, yeah. So I love that you are, you are paving the way and you're changing that for our future generations of women. 
Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, her, you and I have had offline conversations about how it's, it's still difficult to stay debt free. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's not like a, Oh, you one and done. It's like, well, the infinite wants are still there. So how do I, you know, you and I talked about how like there's these programs that we want to jump into in the online yeah. <laughs> world. And because we're familiar with the, how it works, like, it's like, we get super excited and, and it's like, I want to do those things. Like I'd love to just jump in and say, that's exactly what I want to do next. But at the same time, like you're having to juggle personal decisions, right? Like I'm having to, I'm struggling with some health issues that I might have to pay for out of pocket for some hospitalization that we need. And so there's a lot of little things that it's like you juggle and that you have to kind of see, like, do you have enough in your emergency fund for that? And, you know, it build it up. It's time to build it. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm having to beef it up because there's going to be some upcoming expenses and I don't want to deplete it to the point where I'm going to be nervous because we have comfort and, and a sense of peace when we have a certain amount in our emergency fund. So there's a lot of things that we're navigating and it's not easy. And I want to, and it's like, everybody has different challenges and life experiences and priorities. And it's just a matter of what is it that you want? What is it that's going to make you happy? That's going to allow you to do what God has, you know, asked you to do. And it's a lot of choices. And especially when you're married, like you and I, it's like, (laughs) it's not just us. It's like, we have to incorporate the whole family and, and really, you know, partner with our spouses so that we can make these decisions together. And so it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I was just thinking (laughs) that. And, you know, I, we were, I was sharing this with you before we recorded. I love when Cause I was telling you, I've gotten very personal with you when it comes to like my finances, which, you know, I keep it real on this podcast, but it's like exposing a part of myself, Yeah. but it feels so good to share that. Right. And, and I'll share like a couple years ago, we bought a house when we lived in Illinois and I had, I had done the, you know, Dave Ramsey, I paid down my debt. I literally had no debt except my student loans. And when we got the house, uh, I forgot what they called it. I I read it somewhere, but I was just so excited. You know, when you get your first house and then for me, like, come on, I'm a little Mexican girl from the hood. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm a real doll. I have a house, right? (laughs) So I was just so excited. And what did I do? I did what a lot of people do, right? I got credit cards, got a couch, I got a table. I got all these things so my house could look pretty. And then I felt so stupid. Like, why did I do this? I And, and I'm not calling anyone stupid if you've done this. I'm just sharing, like, things like yeah. this happen, right? Because <laughs> you're, at that point, my wants list was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted, like, my house to look farmhousey and, like, really cute. And, um, but then that happened. And so then... Now we we ended up moving to another state. You know, that was a couple of years ago. Now we ended up moving to another state and I have to get back on track. Yeah. You know, I and, had and to that's, get, yeah. I, I mean, I shared with you how there's been times where we've kind of fell off the wagon and had to jump back on. But 
it's, you know, it's a learn. We all have something to learn. Like I, I, I don't remember where I learned this, but like, if you're still on this earth and you're still, you know, sucking air, like there's some, there's a reason why you're still here. And like, we all have things to learn. We all have things that we can improve and, and, you know, we're a work in progress. Like, yes. Amen. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all a mess. I think if you're not a mess, it's like, then you're just not human. Like and we're all a mess. I'm sorry. We That's all are. True. We are. And it's okay. It's, it's sometimes it's good to be messy. Cause you can, you can turn that into your message. Um, yeah. I know last time we were talking, you were sharing with me. Oh, I loved what you shared with me because you were saying how sometimes I think what I don't want to speak for you, but I think what you said was when our finances are off, it kind of flows into other areas of our life. And so you started talking to me about the seven areas of life, which I had heard when you showed it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard it from my friend Adriana. So but I love how you shared about finances and how it flows into every area. Right. So can you touch a little bit on on that, like when your finances aren't in order, what, what are some things that can happen and how can they kind of manifest in your life? How do they show up? So it's, you know, when you have one area of your life and, and I kind of want to, let's backtrack a little bit and talk about what the seven areas are. So the seven areas of life are career, financial, spiritual, physical, intellectual, family, and social. So these are the seven areas of life. If you have one area that is having difficulty, right? So for example, if your money is out of order and your money is providing some sort of stress in your life, then a lot of other areas are going to start hurting. They're going to start feeling the stress that is coming from that, but people will not understand or, or really notice that it's a money issue that's leaking into other areas of your life. So for example, um, when you, when you look at the wheel of life and maybe we can put this link on the show notes so that people can see what the wheel of life looks like. Um, But the, the wheel of life is like, when you look at it, there's one that like sticks out and that will be like a strong, your strongest And then there's going to be one that's going to like stick out as one of your weakest areas that you need support. And this is where you would have to find like a coach in that area or really partner with somebody that's really strong in that area that can guide you, that can, you know, coach you, that can motivate you, or even just be a partner with you in keeping you accountable as you learn how to grow in that area. Right. So if, you know, for example, I feel like you, you're like, when you, when you teach about like being mentally strong and being fearless, I feel like that's part of like your intellectual piece. And then you also like blend in some of your spirituality, right? You, you blend in how like, that's a part of, you know, um, what God wants us to do and how, you know, what God's calling us to do. So it's like a combination of like what I would call intellectual and spiritual. So if there's like, you know, you're struggling in that area, then you should partner with Mikaela and you should, you know, kind of see how she can help you in those areas. If that sticks out as something that you need help with. And like when, 
when you're struggling in any area or you're feeling stress in any area, you're going to feel it in the others. Like it just eventually starts bleeding into other areas of your life. So for me, when I talk to people that are like, I'm, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. Like I cannot even breathe. I am not sleeping well. Like I get these calls like fairly often where it's like, I just want to get through the month. And it's like, Uh how can I just make ends meet? And so it's very different than if you're coming from a place of, I want to get out of debt. I want to build a plan because I don't even know where to start. So there's, you know, there's two different ways of approaching that, but the stress can still be very similar. And so that's when I say like, let's, let's tackle the stress so that you can start organizing, like everything starts falling into place in the other areas of your life. And so, yeah, so that's what we, it was very similar to that, right? Last time we were talking. And I, I love that though, because like, I'll just kind of like take it a little bit further if you're married, right. Or you are in a committed relationship. How many times do you end up fighting because of finances? And the thing that Here's what something that bothers me. Okay. I like social media. I love that I can connect with women. But what do we see? We see highlight reels, mm-hmm. right? Like you're going to see me usually on social media, you're going to see me all peinada and really nice. And right now, I could tell you my hair is a little jacked up. <laughs> but, you know, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what the fearless mujer is like. We have to talk about these things because and and I just want to thank you, like, just on a personal level for giving me a safe space to really be like, Myra, let me get down and dirty with my finances. (laughs) Um, But talking about like the seven areas of life and then just kind of talking about like. When you're married, when you have a, a significant other, how many times do money problems just make everything go crazy? Like you love your spouse until, oh my God, this, this, this is past you. Oh my God. Like maybe for some people, our rent is late. Like for real, like, especially during like when COVID happened, people lost their job. It was, it was such a crazy time. And I know there's people still kind of recovering from that. So just even with that, how important is it that we really take this serious? Because a lot of times we allow the wanting to kind of overtake, like, well, I have this beautiful Apple watch now, (laughs) you know? Right. So I think for for one, we have to really tackle that money doesn't have to be a taboo topic in our community. Yes. I think that coming from a Latino household where money just wasn't talked about and our parents, or at least my parents just assume I would figure it out. And as a first gen, you know, here in the States that would, that spoke the language that, I just knew it automatically, everything about the financial system in the U.S., but that's not true. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't also, I also can't blame my immigrant parents because they did the best they can and they did what they thought was best. Um, 
to just have us or bring us to this country, right? I yeah. mean, they they did the best they could with with the knowledge they had. Um but there's so much that we have to bridge the gap in learning how to manage money, learning how to build a budget, which is like the foundation to everything else in your life. Like it literally if you look at your bank statement, it is your priorities in your life. Yeah. And so it's, you know, what have you prioritized and how would you like that to be different in the future? I mean, that's pretty much what a budget comes down to. Yeah. Um, I love what you, you want- just said, too. Like, what what do you say that again? I'm sorry, because that was so good. So when you look at your bank statement, that's what you've prioritized in your yeah. life. And yeah, if you yeah. want to change that, right, if like you look and you're like, oh, that's not what I wanted to spend my money on, then it's time for you to shift and learn how to, you know, budget or change your priorities in a way where you're spending your money in what you want to prioritize in the future. Um, that's so good. I love that because that you were just you were talking about coaches earlier. And I think even with that, we have this limiting belief. I had it, right? I'm not going to lie. I had it. Oh, they just want my money. Because mm-hmm. we have sometimes been conditioned that way. But if that's an area, so just speaking on the seven, and I'm not an expert on the seven areas of the wheel of yeah. life, but I can speak from experience that if there's an area in your life, right? Like, I, a few months ago was working with a nutritionist coach, uh, because I needed accountability in that area. And it wasn't that I ate gross. Like I'm not a fast food kind of person. I like to eat at home, but in that area of my life, um, I needed accountability and it wasn't so much the diet. It was her educating me on mindful eating, how to know how much you should eat. Right. So I need accountability in that area. And so for some people, like I don't need accountability in getting my tasks done for my, for my business. I I can do that like on my own, but there are certain areas where we need accountability. And I just want to say like for the woman listening who maybe feels shame, right? Because sometimes having your finances out of order, you can feel shame and embarrassed. And And that's. Yeah, that's the number one um, thing I try to, you know, overcome and help people overcome the shame because it's like, well, I should have known this. Well, no, you you didn't know, and you can't blame yourself for what you didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, and there's still a lot that you don't know. So it's just a matter of what direction are you headed? Are you headed to learning more about financial literacy, learning more about how to create a budget, how to even start putting all of your bills together so that you can get a good picture, um, how to, um, you know, talk to your kids about money so that you can break the cycle. You have to break the cycle. It's it's not only going to be take you you know, time to learn how to overcome it for yourself, but you're also going to have to teach it to your kids. And that's what you're going to master it because when you teach it, you master it. Wow. That's so good. And, and I think that's why it's so important to 
work with someone. Like if that's an area that you really need help in and work with someone, like you said, who's going to help you expose that shame and say, girl, you don't have to be ashamed of this. Like that, I'm here to help you. Right. Um, so I guess like, just as we wrap up, what, what would you tell the woman who maybe is like, I want to buy a house or I really want to buy my car in cash, but I don't know how to start with like having a simple spending plan. Right. Cause I think that's even like baby steps. So what could you tell her maybe like some practical things she can start doing to help her get to that goal? Well, if you're interested in having some sort of template, I have one that you can download for free debt free Latina forward slash budget. Um, you can get a template right away. Um, now in, in regards to what can you do first, start with a list of things that you would like, right? So like, let's look at the vision. Where are you, where do you want to head to? Do you want to start planning for a house? Do you want to travel? Do you want to maybe start having children? Maybe you want a career change. Maybe you want to go back to school, whatever it is that you want to do, write it down. What is the plan? Where are we headed? Because it's going to be a very different plan. You know, if you want to buy a house, for example, then if you want to change your career and go back to school, right? So um, once you know where, you know, what your plan is and what your goal is, then it's really easy to put all the numbers together because writing down all of your bills, that's, I mean, that's pretty practical, right? I mean, you write mm-hmm. down how much you owe, how much your payment is every month and when it's due, I mean, once you have all that of everything and you can quickly go to your bank and pull up when was the last time you made that payment and around what day did you make that payment? You can pull that up from your statement. It's fairly easy to track down everything that you pay. And then once you have your goal, you have a spending plan, then you can really plan forward of, okay, here's how I'm going to spend my money Here's, you know, what I spent on food, for example, which seems to be a a topic that a lot of us overspend on. I mean, myself yeah. included. Um, and, you know, OK, so I actually the first time I ever did my budget, I spent over a thousand dollars on food in one month. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. When I look at people's budgets and I'm like giving feedback, like I really will say like how many people are in your family, because it really depends on how many people are in your family so that I can kind of give you a, ooh, that's really high or that's really low. Like it should be a little more, right? So I can give you feedback, but I would say like 90% of the people I coach overspend on food. Like like that is We're Latinas. Well, we like to eat out too, or we like yes. to make some really delicious meals that cost a lot at home. Yes, that's true. And like, <laughs> we are so loyal to brands. That's yeah. another thing too. Like, I'm super loyal to certain brands because I like the taste of that specific thing. And I'm not going to get the store bought or the store brand, yeah. and, you know, little things like that, that just make our grocery bill go up higher. That's so true. Or you start seeing, especially like, just really quick as a mom, my kids are getting older, but I just 
I think it was yesterday. I went to Target and they have like this oatmeal and it has like dinosaur eggs. And I'm like, oh, and I told my husband, I'm like, see, those were the things that used to get me when the kids were little. Like, oh, look, oatmeal with dinosaur eggs. So as a mom, like you want to, I don't know, because I think we equate like eating with love. I, I don't, it's like a cultural thing. And I want my kids to have all their snacks. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. That's how I show my love. I cook. I cooked up a storm yesterday because I knew that it was going to be a crazy day today. Yeah. So um, it's, where was I? So I'm sorry. I just, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost my point. I don't even know. Was you, there something listen, else you wanted me to talk Myra, about? You started talking about food and that was, I know girl. That was it. Okay. <laughs> I started thinking about tacos and everything. Um, no, but I, I just, I just was saying like practical tips for, for the woman that maybe doesn't know where to start. Right. That feels yeah. that shame. Like she's not ready to talk to someone. Right. Yeah. Um, for if you're not ready, I would ask, what is that fear coming? Where is that fear coming from? What happened to you that has put that block there that you feel so shame and so scared to to show and really like, are you scared to be judged? Are you scared to find out for yourself what the numbers are? Are you scared because you don't want to share it with your spouse and really see the truth? Um, is is the spending your spouse and you just don't want to know because you know that it's going to affect your marriage? I mean, there's so much yeah. to it. Um, so I think once you figure that out, then you can really like, work on whatever it is that's pulling you. Um, If it's your marriage, then you need to really have conversations with your spouse about, you know, how are we going to attack this? Can you partner with me? Can you um, sit at the table for an hour and just help me open all of the envelopes and all the bills and, and look at the bank account together and, and tackle this and keep our, you know, voices, at a minimum, because yeah. I think that we start getting so emotional that even our voices start rising. And I mean, it's just money is so hard. It's it not is easy. <laughs> it's not an easy topic. It and is it's harder not. for us as Latinos because we never talked about it. No. So it's like, what are you doing talking about money? Like, eso no habla, <laughs> you know, like. But that's why I love what you're doing. And I think that we need to have spaces like this where women can be like, okay, well, I'm not all there yet financially, but it's okay. And, you know, our society, think about all these reality shows, right? Like I was just watching a thing on, I don't know if I can say the show, but it was like certain housewives and they have this very very, I guess, crazy lifestyle where they have a lot of expensive things, spending thousands of dollars on a party, right? And it turns out that they really didn't have money. Everything was leased, everything. It's it's not, it was an illusion. It's not really reality. And when you start to see things like that, you start looking around your house like, dang, well, maybe I need to have that too. And you start 
kind of going into like that comparison trap. And so I also think that it's really, really understanding who you are. And I'm just going to kind of take it to like what I teach on, right? Knowing who you are at your core. What, what do you like about your life? Like, I'm a minimalist. I literally tell my husband, can we just have a tiny house? I'll be fine. And he's like, I'm a big guy. I'm like, but I'm not a big girl. I'm I'm short. I'm little. I'll be good in a tiny house. Because I'm so attracted to that minimalist lifestyle. Not like I don't want to have nothing, but just I love the simple life. And that's me. So I think just for the woman who might feel shame, what does she love? What do you love about your life? Do you really need to have the 75 screen and or 75 inch TV? Like, and I think it's getting real with ourselves too. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the money expert. I'm just throwing that in there. Well, I, we're, we're, we're both minimalists. (laughs) I mean, I'm a minimalist. I I know that my background might not look like a minimalist because I love books, but Outside of like this room, like I don't have a whole lot up on my walls. I don't have a lot of just stuff like knickknacks. Like I don't have very much around my house other than like big furniture, like my couch and my table. And like, there's not much else. Um, But I think everybody has different priorities and that's okay too. Like, I think that if you prioritize travel, you know, because that's something that is of value to you and you live in a tiny apartment and that's comfortable because you rather spend your money on travel. That's fine. If you want to have the big mansion and stay home and build a resort in your home because you just rather be home and travel's not your thing. Um, that's fine too. Like, I think that everybody has different wants and needs and it's just about discovering what makes you happy. Yes. I like love what that. has God called you to do? What makes you happy? What brings balance to your family? And just like learning what's your style too. Like another thing I just learned about myself was like, you know, I like it simple, but I like it super clean and light. Like mm-hmm. I don't like dark colors. So there's a lot of like the things around my house that I'm like, I really like light colors. So like my room's a really light color, like the furniture's really light. And like I walk into my room and I'm like, I love my bedroom. I <laughs> love my bedroom. And now it's like, I just want to make the whole house like that. Like I want to uh-huh. walk into every room and I want it to be super light. So there's little things that I'm learning about myself that I never knew. That's so, so I cool. Think, yeah, I so love I that. that. Everybody... <laughs> Everybody has their thing and, you know, it's just a matter of also staying within your means and not going above, you know, what you, what you make, you know, to still make investments, still build your future, um, leave, you know, an inheritance for your children's children. Yes. Oh my goodness, girl. That's why I like talking to you because I just feel like we could, I love going into deep conversations that like, how does this thing actually have a purpose behind it? Right. Um, but I guess my, my last question for you is like, why is it important that as Latina women, as women of color, we really get our finances in order? Like, why is that so important in, in your expert opinion? Why do you think that is? 
It's so important because it is one of the foundations for just well-being. I think that, um, you know, in, in the Bible, God talks about money more than any other topic. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very important piece of our life. And, you know, a lot of other cultures, like the Jewish community, they, they teach their kids about money from a very young age. And and we really need to change that narrative in our own culture. And we need to change that as Latinos. We need to not be scared to talk and ask the questions and figure out the financial system in the U.S. And we need to invest just like, you know, everybody else outside of our community does. And yeah. and we need to teach our kids because it really is going to be a generational gap if if we don't like pass it on. Like we need to pass this on. Yeah, I love that. That's that's such like a great ending to the episode because, you know, I just truly believe that every every person has a purpose. And I think that and, and I'm going to say specifically women because I speak to women, but and this is a woman's podcast. <laughs> um, but each each woman has the ability to influence the next generation her, her little sisters, her cousins, her daughters. And so I'm right there with you. And that's why I love what you're doing because that is so important. What you're doing is going to kind of be that domino effect where you teach one and she teaches the next. And it, it is, it is so vital and crucial that we, we really get real and uncomfortable because nobody wants girl, I don't want to look at my bank account because I'm like, dang, I got to cancel that Netflix thing. Or I like, do I need this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to thank you for your time. And I also, you are a coach. So if anyone's listening and they want to work with you, how do they contact you? And if they want to know more about you, like, let us know where you are on social, all the good stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. So you can um, go to debtfreelatina.com. That is my website. You can find me on Instagram, debtfree.latina. And um, yeah, if you're interested in just like getting a template on a budget, like you don't know where to start, you'd like to have some sort of worksheet. There's a free worksheet you can download at debtfreelatina.com forward slash budget. Thank you. I'll put all your links in the show notes too. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with me. It was so thank fun. Thank you for having me. I it's been it's been so fun and I just love having this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. If you don't know Myra, you don't know who she is, I highly recommend that you follow her. She is very smart and she can help you out. So if that's an area you need help in definitely go check her out. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Hey girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor, share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social, and you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujer Podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me 
me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl. God bless.